other Now I can't help but to hear an exchanging of words What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to wait Yes, but what a shame What a shame the poor groom's bride is a you're listening to the Weekly Geekly. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Colsheen. Sitting next to me on the opposite side of the Geek Round Table is Bo the Meerkat himself. That's right. I'm Bo the Meerkat. <laughs> A.K.A. Mo the Bearcat. What's going on, everybody? Woo! We're going to talk about the first female movie getting the biggest buzz since Wonder Woman. Captain Marvel. I did not go see it. You want to know why? Not because I'm one of those weird, smelly, chauvinistic, privileged white males that hates women. No, 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 sir. It's just not my thing. I just don't care for the character. You know, it has nothing to do with the female thing. I just, just not my cup of tea. So I was like, eh, I'll watch, I'll wait till DVD. You know what I mean? But Mo was like, ooh, I'm gonna go out and watch this. And I was like, Mo, let's do a review. I wanna pick your brain, see what's good, see what's bad. And I heard there was one of those really, really good Stan Lee cameos and it made Kevin Smith cry. I was even, someone told me what it was and I was like, oh fuck. I'm really like curious to hear about what you think. I don't know if I told you or not, but uh, yeah, uh, as of all the Stan Lee cameos, I think this is probably my my biggest, I guess this is my the biggest one. I think this is my all time favorite. Yeah. Uh, I think in one way or another, it actually steals the entire movie from where it's at. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Because uh, it, it, it from someone who, obviously spoilers. Uh, the, the Stanley cameos, he's sitting on the bus uh, as uh, Captain Marvel's getting on and she's walking by and she's, she poses for a second as Stanley is rehearsing some lines to a movie yeah. called Mallrats. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I was a little I was a little disappointed. I was actually kind of hoping he would be doing the Excelsior thing. Excelsior! You know? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I was... It kind of made me really want to watch Mallrats right after that, which, <laughs> you know, I know it's not really a Disney movie, but it's really cool that they put that shout-out in there. Yeah, because that's like... Not one of the most popular Kevin Smith movies either. Like a lot of people don't know about it when you think of all of his turn movies. You know what I mean? It's they think of Jay and Silent Bob, they think of Clerks, but right. then they're like, oh, Mallrats exists, and then they watch it and they're like, oh, I love it. But a lot of that's not one of his well-known movies. You know, he even tried to pitch the sequel and for licensing rights couldn't get it. And it's like, oh fuck. <laughs> but it was cool that he still got the tip of the hat. You know what I mean? That was cool. Especially yeah. from Stan Lee, dude, before he died. Like, that's fucking cool. From what I from what I understand is is that was a Stan thing. Yeah. That was all Stan, 100%. That's awesome. He wanted to do it because that was during the same time period he was rehearsing mm -hmm. for that he actually was going to do the Mallrats movie. Hell yeah, that's a great idea. And so I feel like that was a really, that was a really good homage. Kind of yeah. like snuck it in there to shout out, you know, type deal. Um, especially... I think they probably already have like a couple other cameos filmed for him. Oh, I heard they did. I heard they did a bunch before he died. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll miss it, Stan. It'll be weird to like notice the transition when they run out. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I wonder if Marvel movies will be the same. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of a big, was a huge thing about all of them was he just was fit in there somehow. Even if it wasn't him directly, like Deadpool 2, they didn't have a cameo. But if you notice, they have his face in there like 20 times. Like, he's, he's one of the old white men on the X-Men wall. He's a graffiti on, like, the entire side of a building when Domino's parachuting in. Like, yep. there's all these little things where Stan Lee's face is just there, and you're like, yes! <laughs> like, that's just as good as, like, a 20-second cameo to me. Oh, I agree 100%. Because then it's a little game, and you have to, like, watch for it. You know what I mean? Which, I, I think they'll probably still have Stan yeah. Lee cameos. Um, you know, who knows? They might even, like... Tarkin his ass or <laughs> they like CG him in yeah but that would be kind of weird I, I feel like that would be in really bad taste hopefully he, yeah. you know I'm kind of really hoping that they don't do that uh, but you know the art the murals uh, random Stan Lee things in the background I think will be really cool uh, as for the movie itself though um, you know honestly out of all the Marvel movies this is probably one of the largest I'm not gonna say snooze fest uh, in my opinion, I think that it, it has a lot of, it had a lot of hype behind it, but it was a hype that kind of fell short. 
Hmm. And which is kind of disappointing because so so how did it fall, how did it fall short for you like personally not how other people say it's falling short but in your eyes what what was the point where you were like okay it's not living up to the expectation well you can you can kind of see the that's a really, I'm trying to think of the easiest way to explain this without sounding like a total dick no it's okay um, and just your honest in all opinion. honesty I feel like the writing. Uh, felt flat. I feel like uh, directing wise, um, I feel like there's just so much missing. Um, the character development was rushed. Mm-hmm. Um, they it was more based off. It felt like more of an agenda rather than um, an actual story. Okay. And I feel like it could have done. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. I, I I'm not going to discredit. It. It as a movie itself, I'm not going to say, well, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I've seen some pretty bad ones. Um, I just found that it was more. It was it was a lot easier to look at my phone, and other things in the background than actually pay attention to what was going on because it just, eh, it was yeah. meh. It was a meh movie. Right. You and, weren't drawn into it. Well, and I feel like you know I I get what. You know, agenda aside, because there obviously is an agenda mm-hmm. as well. I mean, you so also forth. have to look at it from, uh, I mean, a female perspective. You know what I mean? For mo- most females would say, "Well, it wasn't for you." You know what I mean? Even if it wasn't for me, uh, you know Not that that's a, any. I don't think that's an agenda statement at all. I think that's just could be a fact. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and that's it, it was a more it was a woman's based movie, so I don't think men were gonna walk into it going, "Fuck yeah!" You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, girl power aside, because they're going to have those scenes. They're going to have those moments. They're going to have this story plot where the guy fucks over the girl. You know what I mean? It just happens. Well, I the nice thing about Push past that as a movie, other than, like, those moments from, from plot to script to dialogue to action sequences, what's your take? Uh, that, and that's the thing. It, it's a lot of... Shit, sorry. I bumped. Oh, sorry. Anyway, uh, what I was saying was, is, um, fuck, I forgot my, oh, there it is. Okay. So the big thing was, is when it was a lot of up and down. And I think that was what was frustrating about it because they get you in on these like suspenseful moments. Mm -hmm. And instead of like breaking, you know, breaking the tension, like you would see in like Ant-Man or, in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't have that at all. It was just, it was very, there, there were some good parts and it wasn't all bad. Yeah. I, I think Samuel L. Jackson did a good job. I just feel like they played him like a fool. That's not how I see Fury. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be a little more intelligent. I feel like what he's doing. Exactly. They made, they made Coulson and they made, uh, Fury kind of out to be like kind of dumb. Yeah. And, that it doesn't fit the bill for that. I think they do that in those movies to kind of showcase the star. Does that make sense? Well, and I get that. Which is dumb. I think, and they've been doing it forever. Like, they did it in Beverly Hills Cop. You know what I mean? Eddie Murphy was just, like, so far advanced than these other detectives. And it's like, well, I, I bet they have, like, tricks up their sleeves, too. You know, like, things that they could be doing to him, but they just don't play it that way. Mm. That's how my brain works in those scenarios. But they're like... But they just do that to make the hero more appealing. You know what I mean? Like, Ace Ventura didn't get away with half the stupid shit... That he did it as a detective because he's a good detective. It's because it makes him more appealing. You know what I mean? So I think they kind of play that logic with the surrounding cast in these types of movies when when it's more for a certain type of person. You know what I mean? Whether it's based on gender, religion, whatever. They they kind of dumb down everyone around them. You know what I mean? And, like, make it unfair. Yeah, I... I, can, I get the sense in that sometimes. And, and, and I'm would, like, why, why do you have to do that to make your character better? Why do you have to make other people, like almost put down in the sense of dumbing down the dialogue, how they act. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's a, my big argument behind it, um, was that you shouldn't have to, yeah. if, if you, if you are a good writer yeah. and you know how to direct the shit out of something, mm-hmm. you know, who directed this? I don't even know. I don't even know either. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't the Russos. I don't, I don't think anyone even really made big announcements about it. Maybe it was a while ago. I don't know. Maybe I just, let's Google it. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the reason I didn't want to see this, like I said, it wasn't because it was a girl. I mean, I love Wonder Woman. There's plenty of female roles that I love in movies. It's just, 
I think the timing for me was weird. The way they worked her story in, and I don't like it. And I don't like that now the scrolls are just a brush over thing. Well, you know what I mean? I, did they leave... Okay, I'll ask you this. From a Marvel movie perspective, did they leave room for the scrolls in the future? Yeah, definitely. I, I think... Oh, I think the big thing is... is uh, there's room for Super Scroll. Right. And I think they're going to bring him out... Yeah. ...during Fantastic Four. That would make sense. Because that's when he comes out. Yeah. Nor, you know, I mean, it's either that or when they... But how far away is Fantastic Four at this point? Like, another fucking ten years? I think it's, like, five years. God. Like, the, I think within the next five years. That's my thing about this, is they're, they're playing catch-up at this point with Marvel. They're like, all right, we got all the shit we wanted back. Now we got to fix everything that happened before we had it. <laughs> you know but, what I mean? But they're not going to do four. It's not going to be Fantastic Four. It's not going to be Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. It's going to be something better. Hmm. It's going to be Ultimate Fantastic Four. Ooh. Which would, if you don't, if you, if you know the comics, mm-hmm. that's going to open the doorway for one of my all-time favorite series, Marvel Zombies. Nice. That will be amazing. Be- yeah, I have the first one. And the second one. But I didn't really like after the first or two, but one or two books, because then they got weird. They brought in Howard the Duck. Like, it just got ridiculous. Well, they ended, they, they ended, they purposely ended it. The original four-part mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. was when they Galactus and they yeah. flew off. And, and they got the powers. And it, yeah. yeah, and it was, was supposed to end off of that. Yeah. But the hype was so big that they, they decided going, to continue. Yeah. And then uh, they just made it a novelty uh spoof yeah. you know what I mean at that point and I was like dude I really liked the first one but that's, that's kind of it <laughs> like, well yeah um, I mean and you had people like Magneto that, that yeah Planet he M survived and shit that was awesome well and that was because of Planet M yeah. that was the big thing I like uh, when the Hulk eats his leg and then he like calms down and becomes <laughs> Bruce Banner and then Magneto's like just like pops out of Banner's stomach and he's like oh fuck <laughs> that's <laughs> that was really cool and like I don't know there's really cool weird dark overtones in that whole book. Marvel Zombies was great. You can check it out and pick it up at one of our sponsors' stores. Krypton Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. If you're not familiar, Krypton Comics is probably the longest comic book shop in town, I'd say. Like, has been here the longest, you know? 80s, I'd say. I don't know. They've been around... I've been going there since I was like two years old, man. And I've known Dean for a while. Those guys are really awesome. I honestly, it's like... I go to a lot of stores and I buy a lot of comic books and I talk to a lot of people about comic books because I love it, you know, obviously I love it. And what I hate is when you're talking to somebody and they're not even busy and you can just see their eyes glaze over and you can tell they're just like, all right, fuck off. Like you're nerding off, but they're just like, you know what I mean? It's like, why do you work at a comic book store if you can't even just talk to somebody about comics? Exactly. And... I go to Krypton, and I can go there and just talk to anybody, and they're like, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Have you seen this? And they're always talking about shit, too. Like, it's just a friendly environment, and I don't feel weird asking where something is. I don't feel... You know what I mean? Luckily enough, uh, you know, we got a sponsorship by them. Um, we just did our first interview with Jai Nitz uh, from DC Comics. If you don't know who Jai is, he's actually... His first big thing was he created El Diablo from the Suicide Squad way back in the day before the movie. So if you have any interest in that character, check it out. He just came out with a new comic, uh, Astro Hustle. Fucking crazy, funky concept for you uh, 70s kind of disco Star Wars era fans. Go check it out. It's Dark Horse Comic. They're just coming out with a second printing, and I think the first is sold out, and they made a huge printing of it, so it's doing crazy good. Um... Yeah, so thank you, Krypton Comics. We appreciate you in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, go there for any rad books. And graphic books. Thick books. Collectibles. They got some real thick books and a really? lot of pops. If you like pops, they got more pops than you can... Like it, It'll be like smacks, because you got to like, have your pops. It's like three or four big-ass, giant library rows of pops. I don't see that many anywhere else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's a disgusting amount, and I love it. <laughs> I love every second of it. When you go in there, you feel like you're a kid in a candy store. Oh, yeah. And then when you want to take a break, you can walk to the other side, and it's just like mountains of comics. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's like a sea. It's a sea of comics. Sea of comic books. And it, like Tuesdays. Is it Tuesdays or Wednesdays is New Comic Book Day? New, uh, new Comic Book Day is Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a thing. Weird. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, not just Krypton. Every comic book. It's like every Wednesday. I didn't know that. So yeah, 
when you're looking out for a new release, uh, if you are into the weird, even like not superhero comic books, like Image, Dark Horse, like things that aren't just superheroes, um, go check them out. They have probably the biggest like span of new release comics out of any comic book shop I've been to because most of them just do strictly superhero and maybe a couple side image things that they know they can sell but these guys buy everything and everything's awesome so check it out if you're into anything indie or alternative as far as comic books Ma uh, manga anime they have that too so check it out uh, role-playing games dice cards all that stuff they've got a section for every geek so go check Krypton comics out uh, also, if you're into the dark and weird and mysterious and creepy and everything in between, uh, anything metal, anything a little darker, tattoos, you know, piercings, whatever, check out our other sponsorship, Ink Poisoning Apparel, for those of you living that creepy dark lifestyle. Um, go check them out. They, I, I believe um, they're, they're coming out with another set of uh, clothing, a whole new, um, what would you call it, line, I guess of clothes. I, I'm not, I don't know much about it. I just heard some stuff. Can't really say much, but, uh, go check them out on Instagram, ink poisoning apparel. All their models are just fucking gorgeous tattooed people. Um, they're all, and I'm just like, ugh, I wish I looked like you, <laughs> but, uh, go use our promo code geek at the checkout for 50. Nope. 25% off. Maybe one day, 25% off your entire purchase. <laughs> That's geek. For 25% off your entire purchase at Ink Poisoning Apparel. That's gee. Get gee. All right. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> so pretty much what I want to boil it down to, <laughs> I want to get down to the essentials here, though, on Captain Marvel. All right. Um, what is your rating out of 10, and why? I'll be honest with you. Out of all the Marvel movies um, done by Disney, mm -hmm. I will probably say this will be... Mm. This will probably be like a 3.5. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible, man. Yeah. Would I want to watch it again? No. So uh, Only for the Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. It had some gem moments, but as far as a movie, it wasn't good. I don't... I, Do you think it had them, any gem moments? It did. Like I moments in Marvel history that you were like, oh, fuck. Right. Well, you get... All Holy the, crap. You know? I think like the, the, the big ones um, are going to be... Um, you get the they explain more of the accusers side for Guardians. Of the I know Galaxy I saw Ronin. that they had Ronan in it, and I got really excited because I love his character in the comics. Right, and they explain the accusers, mm -hmm. and then that's where like Jude Law mm -hmm. comes into play because there's two sides of the Kree. Yeah, there's the you know the the special task force that's like there to protect people mm -hmm. or protect other planets from like uh from the their threat. And then you have the accusers, which are like a whole other faction. Yeah, pretty much like fanatics. Right. And so um, the big the big moments to take away from this movie, I'm probably going to say, are hmm, the... Hmm, that's actually a really good question. I was thinking about that. It has to deal... There's some Nick Fury parts that are obviously big deals. Hmm. Um so how Nick Fury loses, like how his eye gets messed up, and how they, you know, they later on they show it in, um, in um, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, when he his eyes all like glossy and stuff, but yet it has <laughs> its own identification print mm -hmm. that's separate from his actual eye. Yeah, that's I think that's where they, that's where this part comes into play. Um, they kind of link, like they do a lot of little side hints. To Agents of Shield with Coulson from the TV moments. Eh. Uh, see, not interested. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like every time someone tried to like defend the movie for like what time period it is in or what it fills in as far as gaps, I just still like didn't care. Like someone was like, "Oh, but it takes place in the '90s, which is before all this shit." Blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, but like, I don't care." And then they were like, "Yeah, but Nick Fury's in it," and again, I was like. Honestly, I don't really care about Nick Fury. He's, like, not the most important character to me. I, I think it's fucked up that they uh, that they just screwed with his character so much. Like, I, I right. don't like that. But honestly, in the, in the grand scheme of large things, it doesn't really bother me. You know, if I watched the movie, I'd still be like, eh, whatever. But, again, it's just, like, not... To me, it was just, like, this is the vanilla ice cream of Marvel movies. There's nothing crazy that I like about Marvel movies that's in it. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying don't go see, 
Captain Marvel. If, if that's kind of the thing you're into, if that's your content, you know, go see it. But for me, I was just like, I'll watch it later if I want to fill in the gaps or anything. But till now, I don't care. Like, I didn't even like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., man. I feel really negative right now today on the Weekly Geekly. <laughs> like, I just, I, I wasn't really about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For me, I was like, this isn't the kind of stuff I like about Marvel. You know right. what I mean? I don't care about S.H.I.E.L.D. In, you know, for all intents and purposes, I'd rather watch the X-Men if you're talking about organizations. Well, and I think the thing is, though, is that they're leading up to, um, so the, there's the whole downfall of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And then they're going to bring up, like, I don't know if you've checked out the next lineup for the next set, but Mm-mm. S.W.O.R.D. is going to be the next stage. Hmm. So there's S.H.I.E.L.D., which is, they do the cover-ups, and, yeah. then, there's, and then Defense, which yeah. is like... Yeah, uh, S.W.O.R.D. would be more offensive. Right. Yeah. So then that's where you're going to get your Defenders series is probably going to come back. Hmm. Uh, or, you know, Heroes for Hires. God, I hope that comes out. The, I don't know if they're ever going to do it, dude. I feel like they just do one solid movie of Heroes for Hire, mm. and I feel like it would be perfect. I think it would take a second season of Defenders on the new Disney platform to succeed really well Yeah. for them to, ha- to, to get to do Heroes for Hire. Because right now, think about, like, uh, in the, their public eye image is not very good right now. Like, overall, for Marvel content, you wouldn't rank the Netflix stuff really high. I'm just saying. I the, think the hardcore fans it. for... Oh, I mean, yeah, Daredevil saved them in the long run. That's why they stayed on Netflix, I think. Oh, yeah, well, no, Daredevil's done for now. No, I know, but I mean, those two three, seasons... Three, three the, full the, seasons. The, I know, but I'm saying those first two seasons is yep. what stuck them through a lot. Oh, fuck yeah. It gave them Jessica Jones. It gave them... Iron Fist and Luke, and and then that kind of gave them Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the long run, the meetup was the problem with Defenders for me was the threat was not great enough to make a threat against the Defenders. The hand, the all powerful hand, was not as all powerful as they really seemed. I felt like that fell short. Exactly. I was a little bit disappointed. And but Sigourney guy, Weaver, though. Yeah, but even if it's like, cool, you got a good actor. But now I could just watch a shitty movie with one good actor in it and feel the same way. You that's, know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's also true. Like, I could go watch Kong Fury 60 times and get and be like, that was better than Offenders. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, story-wise. Very but true. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I just felt like, yeah, it was cool that they got some good actors and the acting was good. Don't get me wrong. But at no point... In the show, did I ever feel like the defenders couldn't handle it, or that they weren't going to come out on top? Yeah, I, can I was agree shocked with, that. with what they did with Daredevil, but then I wasn't because of what the, the comics are kind of like. You know what I mean? And there's a whole comic run that season three is based off of, pretty much. Yeah, no, well, it kind of plays off of. But I don't know. well, from what I from what I've gathered, and, and I don't mean to go off on a huge tangent, but I'm totally going to go off. On you a huge You always tangent. say that on this show, and I always tell you this is not the show to apologize for that. Well. Uh, more, what I'm looking at is is that since the transition, mm-hmm. now you're gonna have Kingpin in Spider-Man, and having King, and that's and that's what I'm really looking forward to is gonna be the the three team ups that I'm looking up for or looking out for the most. Yeah, is um, Spider-Man Daredevil, mm-hmm. which I think would be super dope. Yeah. Because uh, I think just how they run into each other, uh, how they, uh, I guess their two personalities are totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one I'm actually really interested in about, because I'm still kind of still stuck on the old comics, was Spider-Man versus Punisher. Ooh, that would be weird. Right? But honestly, the fact of them recasting the Punisher as a possibility would scare the fuck out of me. Because John Barenthal did a really good job. He did a really, really good, good job. job. Well, I thought they were going to use the same characters. All of them are still in contracts. Yeah, but you never know. That could just be for TV. I really hope they don't. Because he was a solid Punisher. Yeah. He was probably the, you know, and granted, you know, we don't have very many Punisher movies to base things off of outside yeah. of that really crappy one with John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this one literally made up for that, mm. plus any other bad Punisher movie yeah. that might be in the woodwork that we the don't know about. The only complaint I have is that, well, among a couple, but one of the biggest ones is that they didn't even make Jigsaw enough of a Jigsaw. They gave him a couple scars. Ooh. Ooh, did you see Punisher Warzone? Hmm? Did anyone that made that show see that? How gross and disgusting his face was? You made it seem like... The mental anguish was horrible. Are you kidding me? If I was Jigsaw in Punisher Season 2, 
I would show off those scars. I'd be like, look at this shit. Like, are you kidding me? Don't screw with me. You know what I mean? I would be walking into bars, like, taking shots and, like, smoking cigarettes indoors because no one will screw with you. You know, you look crazy. Mm. That guy was, like, a, a, a wuss about it. He was all like, oh, my emotions. Like, I can't take it. And, man, I can't remember anything. It was just so annoying to watch. It was yeah. not Jigsaw for me. Like, yeah, he still had the training. If he didn't have military training, he would not have been even scary at all. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like when they did Crossbones. Yeah. You know, and I was really disappointed in that because, you know, Crossbones is a really big character in Captain America. Yeah. And, you know, I... He's I, like, I'm just a mercenary now. Ha <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it just, they kind of like, they kind of fumbled on Because even in the in the movie when, or not in the movie, but in the comics, mm -hmm. when Crossbone takes off his mask, it's, he's like, he's foobarred. Yeah, but see, this is another example of what I was saying in the beginning. Bring it full circle. This is a, 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 a instance of them dumbing down a character to play up another character. But it just so happens to be the villain. That's fine. I don't like it, man. Why not... Try to stay a little more to the context that you're coming from. You know, the, the be a little more respectful to the comic books. You don't need to change everything to fit this aesthetic. You know what I mean? Maybe make him a little more cartoony and weird looking. I miss that stuff. I miss everything trying to be real looking. Well, Aside from, like, Deadpool and things like that. I mean, even then, I had a couple complaints, but it was nothing big. You know, I like how they did Cable. That was great. They did but a really good job on Cable. I don't like this whole, let's make it feel like it could happen in the real world stuff. Ever since the Batman, Nolan movies, and Avengers started, it's like, let's make everyone feel like this is the real world. And it's like, I, that's not the point of comic books. Well, it's fantasy. You yeah. know what I mean? It should stay fantasy. Yeah. Until they went into space, Marvel for me was kind of flat for a while. But then Guardians happened. And then the possibilities opened up. But now, I feel like the space thing has been a little overdone because of Infinity War and Captain Marvel. If anything, right now, this is going to be the period in history that's like, well, Infinity War was cool, but then Captain Marvel just started the next phase. Yeah. You know what I mean? Her, I don't think her movie is going to be a big staple, I guess. I think it's, it's a placeholder mm. just to throw it in there. It's kind of like... Hmm. It's, it's kind of like... Like, Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Well, let's just be straight up, and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll get to brass tacks. Thor the Dark World is a horrible movie. It was one of... I think it's the worst performing Marvel movie in the cinematic universe. I, I think that Captain Marvel was more enjoyable than Thor the Dark World. You know, that's saying something, because I didn't I, I didn't like Thor the Dark World. I just like the aesthetics. Exactly. You know, I like I liked the way the bad guys look. The fact that it kind of looked like DBZ at the end. Like, when they're in that weird... Like land, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Like, but I don't. I, I think this is a horrible story, and I don't get why. Well, and the half whole, the characters in it are important, you well, know. And then the the whole reason for that was it was a placeholder, yeah. for the Infinity Stone. Exactly, and I was and, like, I get it. it. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that honestly, it'd be like exactly one of those movies you want to go back and just be like, well, I'm a fan of the scrolls, so I want to watch where they first came out. I I'm think, a fan of this. I want to watch when this happen. You know what I mean? But I don't think Captain Marvel. I don't. I haven't seen anyone before the last couple of years wearing a lot of Captain Marvel crap. You know, to be honest, this is something I feel like they're reviving. Yeah. And through this movie, she's gonna have an opportunity to go in other movies and maybe be a little better than her initial movie. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that she's in Endgame or something else and and gets a chance to kind of shine, and not just be a little like. I have to be girl powery because it's my origin movie. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I want to see your character on their own terms, not as they're being created. Hey, well, and one thing that I really, I, I will give them credit where credit's due. Yeah. Is is they they didn't have a love interest, which was hmm. so it's kind much of a staple, right? It is. Origins. It is. But the thing is, is that they took they didn't they didn't put it in there, which yeah. I actually really did appreciate. You know, because if you look at, we'll just compare, I mean, granted, there's no comparison between this and, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, and I'm not even a huge DC fan. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, hands down, Wonder Woman was, even though there was a lot of problems with it, I still rank it higher because how the flow of the movie worked. Yeah. How the writing was done, it worked. Yeah. But in, in this case, and... I guess we're getting negative Nancy again. No, it's fine. Is is that I feel like this movie fell short with that. It could have it had so many setups to mm -hmm. where it could have been good. Yeah. I will say the scrolls are really good. Yeah. That I I and how they portray the Cree is really good. Mm -hmm. it, it 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 leads up, you know, between the two, 
the, the scrolls and the Kree, between those two, it, it sets up for the Nova Corps movie. Mm. And, which is going to be cool because then we have Nova, yeah. which is going to be part of X-Men at one point. Oh, yeah. There's you so know. much p- potential. And I think that... Who knows? Maybe they kind of left it a little short on this movie. Here's what I'm thinking. Because they knew that they were going to have the backlash from the toxic masculinity geek that doesn't want to see girls have their place. They knew that that's inevitable, right? So maybe they were like, listen, we're going to make it good. We're not going to blow the doors off this thing, right? It's not going to be the next Infinity War. We know this. It's right. we're, 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 We have to follow that, right? So we're going to do the best we can to stick to the content and in the, and in the time frame and make the t- connections that weren't there before. Use this as a, a, as a bridge movie to install a character. But then, like I said, maybe later on they'll give her more of a chance to kind of uh, fit in as a character without that origin. Move away from just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's just like they could they could easily make and if I think they could easily make a a Domino uh, Punisher movie. That would be sick because they've done team ups in the past. They're that would both be really they're, cool. They're they're you know and, and I feel like they there's a lot of openings for some really great things. I don't think that uh, that female only comics are bad. I think there are a lot of really great female superheroes that can hold their own. My honest opinion is, is I hope they set this up and, and I, you've already expressed your, your, your disapproval of this is when they, when they introduce the, the Marvel movies or the, the sorry, the X-Men movies into this is that, you know, there's going to be the introduction to rogue mm-hmm. and rogue kills Captain Marvel. Yeah. She sucks her dry and she dies. And guess what ends up happening? Outside of the lasers, she gets flight, super strength, and all the other fun stuff, which I think is going to be great. Because, you know, that's the rogue that we all love and care about. You know? Uh, I mean, they've done so much with X-Men. I don't even... I'm not holding my breath for a lot of revival. I know they're doing New Mutants. I know they have Dark Phoenix, which is cool. That's awesome. And Deadpool is always going to be... Drawing in random X Men characters. Oh I mean, yeah! I think as far as an X Men fan, that's where I'm putting all my eggs. As far as trusting the content and what and, and being like, oh yeah, I'm really gonna buy into this. You know what I mean? Because they've proven to me twice now that they can pull in random X Men characters, and that every movie they're gonna get ten times more. My honest, my honest prediction. Hmm. And this is for the not not for the fandom, not for anything else. Yeah. But I feel like. They could easily make this one of the, like, outside of the Avengers alone, I feel like they should throw Deadpool in this. Because, I don't know if you were familiar with the comic, when Deadpool, when Deadpool versus the, uh, Deadpool, is it Deadpool? Deadpool kills the universe? universe? Yeah. yeah. Or kills Marvel, yeah. Well, There's a bunch of them. Yeah, Marvel remember, universe. or it's when he steals the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. from, from Thanos. Yeah. And then, and then it's Deadpool versus Thanos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's. He has so many of those spinoffs. There's Deadpool Kills Deadpool. Have you read that? Yeah. Where it's all the different Deadpools from every multiverse, and then there's the evil Deadpool that goes around killing all the Deadpools. It's just crazy. I love that in the comics there's so much more possibility. And one thing I'd really like to see in Deadpool 3 is more... I want them to get into that more. You know, they, they just scratched the surface in Deadpool 2 with what he's really capable of. And now that he has the time machine... It's kind of back to the comics, you know what I mean? And and maybe they're going to pull in the voices in his head in Deadpool 3 and make it more about but that. Like in the video games, how he had like two or three different personalities yeah, 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 in his yeah. head. That was the Deadpool that I love because it's just like constant entertainment and mm-hmm. it's not just one person. Well, it's that. And the other thing I'm also, I would be also down for is the, the Deadpool core. Mm. You know, because Headpool, yeah. come on, Headpool. Headpool. That's a, <laughs> there's so much possibility on that. Because lady I mean, Deadpool. Yeah, Lady Deadpool. Yeah, there's Gwenpool. Cool. See, dude, I'd rather see a Lady Deadpool movie than Captain Marvel. I, I that or you Gwen, know what I mean? Gwenpool. Gwenpool. Oh my God! Or Spider Gwen. Oh yeah. If they did a live action Spider Gwen movie, there's like five million girls in the world that would immediately pre order. Well, you I know mean, what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like with. Uh, I don't know. I'm it, just it, I'm it, just throwing out a big number. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the big thing was is like remember Enter the Spider Verse. You know, when, when Gwen Stacy shows up and she's got this, she's Spider-Gwen, like, I don't know if you were in the theater when it happened, but, like, everyone lost their shit. I didn't even see that movie yet. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm still waiting to see it. I'm so far behind. 
Not even on everything, just that movie. Yeah, I felt like it was something I wanted to buy. And I missed it in the theaters anyway, so I was like, eh, I don't want to go to theaters now. It's at a dollar theater, though. Oh, really? I should go see it. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can do it. Ladao. We we can make it happen. Let's do it. We're going to go see Spider-Verse. Bye, everybody. No. (laughs) Goodbye. No, we should soon, though. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Marvel's doing in the next 10 years, you know? Because now it's not just about building a story that lasts 10 years. It's about all of these facets and content that they've gathered through building that 10-year story. Yeah. Through making that, they've made movie history. Yeah. Not even just content, like movie history. There has been no cinematic universe this big in movie history ever. Agreed. And that's nuts itself. You know what I mean? That comics did that. I'm not surprised because look at comics. Look at how they're written. Look at all the fantasy that's used, you know, in different dimensions and stuff like that. And storylines and time travel. and Half the shit that people have seen in movies... Are probably based off something someone saw in a comic book anyway. You know what I mean? Like time travel. Boom. All that stuff. I'm just saying. Like, I, I think that it's cool that comics are finally getting their due in movies as an actual thing. Yeah, and, and I think I think it's amazing. I think that if you have... I, I think that the key is, is that you have creators, uh, writers, and directors that want to do comic movies justice. You know, Kevin Feige... Uh, Russo Brothers, um, I mean, shit, James, James Gunn. Yeah, he's doing Suicide Squad too now. I know he is. I'm so excited. I, I know he is. And, you know, and that's the thing is I feel like r- regardless of um, of how, it, I guess, how everything played out and how he left, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like that stamp, that, that spin, mm-hmm. that quirky spin yeah. is we're going to see a loss of that. Well, and not even just that. Like, I think people are going to be surprised what he does in the future. I mean, oh, yeah. who knows? Maybe he'll stick with DC forever now and start just making their universe an actual universe. Well, and I like, think that would be amazing. And and, and it's not going to hurt him having Guardians 1 and 2 on his resume, no matter where he goes to make movies. I mean, he's already he was already an established director before Guardians, but that Guardians, he became a family name. Exactly. Everyone knew his name regardless of what he did before because of Guardians. So he could go on and kind of do that with any comic book now. He's proved himself as a comic book director, I guess. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think it could be a lot. I think there's a lot to it. Mm. I mean, outside of just him alone, yeah. I think that there's... It's it's gonna. I I honestly feel like they should make a comic series hmm. if he actually turns the DC universe around in oh film. Oh god, yeah. Called uh, Kevin Feige or no, sorry, uh, James Gunn versus the universe. That would be awesome. And mm-hmm. I, you know, just him making the just universe. A, sit, a sitcom of him doing it. Oh my god, that would be amazing. amazing. That'd be funny. <laughs> I would watch it. Right. Just make it like a dry humor. Oh yeah, like uh, kind of like or like uh, make it like. Um, that one HBO series, uh, Kareem. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, that's I perfect. Th- I was thinking Seinfeld and Larry David, and I was like, Kareem enthusiasm. <laughs> and just have perfect. and just have him and Danny DeVito. Hell yeah! Randomly in there. Oh my god! For we're, dark. Make, we're making gold here, Mo. Dark humor. Speaking of gold, for those of you comic book nerds that are looking for quite the deal, we have something for you, don't we, Mo? We do. Yes, we have a con for you. This month, in it's, fact. It's called The Grand Con. Grand Con, yeah. Two. Woo! Volume two, Mother Truckers. It's in uh, Grand Island, Nebraska, 22nd through the 24th of this month. Take the kids. Uh, it's a couple-hour drive, so they'll probably f- sleep the whole way anyway. Free admission for everyone, so you don't have to worry about paying too much. Um, so that way, you know, if you have to buy a hot dog and it's 30 bucks, you're like, you know what, I didn't even pay to get in. Plus, you'll have the extra money to uh, go ahead and just buy whatever the hell you want to buy. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I'm a collector. So that like that $35, $40 savings is a lot to me. I'll drive two hours for that. I'll be like, boom, I'm going with a bunch of people. Save money. I'm going to collect some stuff. We're in it. And the best part is is it's a big deal in, in Grand Island. It's a big enough to where they actually shut down the city, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah like a lot of businesses contribute to it. I'm going to go um, cosplay at some bars. I think Saturday night in Grand Island. Just dress up like a fool and no one will know what I am. 
It'll be fun. You just dress up in a, an oversized hoodie and just call yourself <laughs> the hood. Yeah, and then get beat up because I accidentally wore a white hoodie or something. I was like, oh, crap. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> like, no, I'm just joking. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, <laughs> my, my, the red the my, red hood. Yeah, my dumbass would do that. <laughs> um, no, I'm really excited. Uh, we're sharing a booth with Daydream Instruction Manual, which is actually uh, done by my buddy Eddie Fossler and, and his pals. Uh, really good podcast. If you haven't checked them out yet, check them out. I'm pretty sure they're on all the same platforms. He also does one called Paranormal Dads, which is really neat. Which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like, just a bunch of dads talking about paranormal stuff. So we're going to be sharing a uh, podcast booth with them all weekend. Come hang out with us in Grand Island for free, and uh, maybe we can uh, record an episode together, talk about your passions, talk about what you're into, or maybe if you uh, bribe Mo here, we can play some D&D. That's true. That would be uh, fun. Also, uh, we have a, our group, uh, Go RPGs, is going to yeah. be there as well. yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in learning about D&D or anything in the tabletop community... Yeah, or if you just want to join the community and meet other people that do play and maybe set up some new teams, meet some new friends. That's right. That's what it's all about. It's bringing everyone to the table. Boom. Just like our banner says. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have their stuff at our booth too. Come take a card. Come join us on Facebook. Um, every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, um, we do a live stream D&D just for fun, just for giggles. Just playing around, and we're doing it at our new studio, at a, a sponsored kind of by Wetworks, I guess. <laughs> um, Over there, yeah, very excited about that. Uh, go to the Go RPG page, join it. We'll do our live stream there. The next one's this Wednesday at seven p.m. So I'm not sure when this episode's coming out, but uh, we'll go. I guess go check them out, and they'll they'll keep you posted. Yeah, we're uh, also uh, there's a good chance if you like the content that you see, uh, we we're you're going to get a whole mess of it mm. between, between this, between, mm. between the cons mm. that you're going to be and all of the delicious, delicious interview content. Exactly. It's a sensual, sensual pie of deliciousness. Ooh. And an announcement. Um, I just heard back from our old pal, Terrence, for those of you who have been listening to the show since its origins, uh, he's our New York correspondent, way out there in the Big Apple. We met him out in New York Comic Con, and uh, great guy. So much fun. Really funny. He actually got us some cosplay interviews. He's our New York correspondent. So he's going to be going to a couple cons at the end of this month. So look for some posts. We're going to talk to him. Actually, probably bring him on the next episode and Skype him or something and just kind of see what his plans are. So I'm really excited to have you back, Terrence. Uh, welcome back. We hope we hope you're back forever. We'd never want to lose you again. We missed you. Insert funny clip about loving Terrence here. <laughs> yes. Welcome back, my friend. Terrence Crawford. Welcome. Uh, follow his cosplay. It's called Test Pattern Cosplay on Instagram. So he's really funny. Oh, awesome. He's yeah, got some good stuff. Out. Yeah. Uh, he also supports some really cool cosplayers. So if you're ever into that, you want to find some new ones that are into like different ideas, check them out. He's really creative, I'll say that. He does a lot of cool shit. Very cool. Welcome back, Terrence. Um, yeah, not much else going on, but hey, I did see a cool movie last night. Ooh, what is it? American Satan. I was looking at that. I was thinking that it looked pretty interesting. I wasn't sure what it was about, though. It was really, really, really good and kind of weird. Really? Like, like how weird? Like, you know what I'm into, Mo. Like, you know I'm into some weird shit? Like, you know me. Just saying. This was weirder. Really? This was a lot weirder. But, I don't know, it, it, it played along with the rock and roll kind of uh, biopic kind of movie, you know? Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was about these kids who were, like, trying to make it big, so they moved to L.A., and then they kind of sign a deal with the devil and become famous, and, and it's the stereotypical, like, sell your soul to the devil kind of story, but different. And it's kind of got a couple of mind moments, like in, like, Fight Club or A Beautiful Mind, where you're like, what, what, wait, what? Now I'm a little confused. And even at the end... I was watching it with Jamie, and we were both like, what? What just happened? We were both mad. We were like, this was a good movie, and then we wanted a great ending, and it felt like the climax was a half hour before the ending of the movie. You know what I mean? And they had all this stuff after that I didn't understand until we went back and kind of looked up explaining reviews and stuff, and I was like, I mean, I guess, but even those were just uh, theories, and so we kind of put something together ourselves, you know, and it made sense to us, but it was really cool, um, really dark. Kind of showed like about influence and how rock music has that much influence, and then it had like a message about censorship, and it had like message about how like 
religion divides people and stuff and like but it was crazy like the whole time like there's this angel that you kind of notice in the story that keeps appearing and then satan kept reappearing it was really 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 good but so so it's 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 in essence the is what you're describing to me mm. is a twisted sister music video <laughs> but a little bit weirder no uh a lot bit weirder. I can't. I can probably not even mention half the stuff in this movie on the show, and you know our show is not safe for work, so that's crazy. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, man. It's uh. I think we got it on HBO or Showtime or something, but um, I like the music in it. I'll say the only thing I don't like about it is the actor. His voice doesn't sound like the singer that they got. You can clearly tell it's not him singing. And if it is, then good job, kid, because it doesn't sound like you'd be that good of a singer. <laughs> that's interesting. Just saying. It Was it on Skinamax? No. Okay. It wasn't a straight up porno. <laughs> well, yeah, I just always say cinematic. Oh, it was close. There were some scenes in the movie that you were like, wow, whoa, okay, what whoa. the hell? Like, mm, all right, getting there. You know what I mean? It was more because they're living the rock and roll lifestyle. Oh, so it wasn't anything like that Steel Dragons movie then? It was better. Oh, wow. I'll say that. And I was a nerd for Steel Dragons movie when I was a kid. Like, yeah, because. Marky Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like singing all crazy and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Aniston was in it. I love that scene where he he comes in and they're like, he's like, he tries out and they're like, what? Like, he sounds like the actual guy. Yeah, he sounds just like him. It's, it kind of reminds me of when Journey got the Asian guy. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, they got the Asian dude that sounds just like the original yeah. and that scares me. Maybe he was reincarnated. Yeah, as the Asian like dude. Like his soul just transferred into that dude. Ew. <laughs> like the Dalai Lama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really gross. It's like the Avatar, but yeah. for Journey. But just for the singer of Journey. <laughs> I love this concept. Someone should make it into a movie. But yeah, great movie. American Satan. And the title does exactly what it's supposed to do. You know what I mean? It's all about how shock rock has that kind of influence mm-hmm. on people. And not even always a negative influence. Sometimes it's a positive influence, you know? Um, some of the most woke, as the kids would say, people I've ever met were the kids listening to Marilyn Manson in 8th grade. And you thought we're going to kill you. But they were actually the nicest people in the world. They just didn't care for the whole dress a certain way so you see me a certain way crap. You know what I mean? And they were, for me, kind of ahead of the curve. You know what I mean? People like that when we were in school. And it's like, they got made fun of, but now that's kind of the norm. Like, I always say this to people. I was like, it's funny, man. I straight up got called a fag in school for wearing skinny jeans. And I... hurt my feelings dude for the longest time but then i saw it normalized in society over like a 10-year gap i was like oh cool now everyone on abc family or like people on talk shows or like everyone in the world is wearing skinny jeans so out everyone in where we live is doing it i'm just like oh so remember when you called me that and i don't want to say that to people but it's just like ha screw you (laughs) well i think the interesting was like uh there was a guy i used to hang out with and he's part of that group yeah you know but it wasn't like but when i went to uh, school it was it was jinko jeans oh yeah where you could fit a whole textbook in your yeah. back pocket mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah i hate those yeah so fun fun fact uh so he, they were like there was a one teacher that was like you're never gonna amount to anything because you wore jinko jeans no because because oh. <laughs> of how he dressed and how he acted no that's but horrible. but here's the thing guess what he does he amounts to something works for nasa whoa He's a literal rocket scientist. Yeah, don't ever believe scientist. Your high school teacher kids, you're you're full of potential. No matter what you look like, what you dress like, or what you you listen to, or what you do. Seriously, Um, I always say this to everybody that comes on the podcast because believe it or not, some people are nervous to do this. Yeah, and I'm like, why, dude? You're just talking. But you know, some people are like, I don't know how I sound and represent myself, and I'm like. They're like, I don't want to sound stupid. You know, I don't know a lot about this topic or that topic. And I always say, listen. I'm not going to think you're stupid because of, or because of something you don't want to know. It's not about what you know or the knowledge that you have. I'm not going to ever feel like I'm better than you for knowing something that you don't. And I'm never going to feel like I'm your teacher for telling you something that you don't. It's about what you have the passion to learn. You exactly. know what I mean? It's about what you want to keep doing, what you want to become, not who you are. So that's what I tell people before they come on the show. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, and they're like completely chill. And they're like, oh, I don't really care. Because I love it when people don't care. That's what I want to talk to them. It's like, I don't want you to talk when it's, like, important to you. Because then you're going to come across nervous or you're going to, like, think too much about it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and the only thing about podcasting, it, you know, the big thing you, with any type of casting in mm-hmm. general is it's 
the microphones are just mediums. Yeah. All we're doing is sitting here talking to each other. Exactly. we like to be intimate like that. In reality, I'm no fucking rock star. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, not, I'm not a great athlete. I'm just a guy with a microphone that and hopes that somebody is entertained by the crazy things that are happening in my brain. That is right. And so. I'm just <laughs> I'm just some dude that works on farm servers. We are just humble servants for your ear holes. Thank you. That is correct. We do appreciate everyone that uh, has... Stayed with us since the very beginning, way back in 2016. I know it's been that long. Um, this has definitely grown into be something that I could never think it would be. So thank you for everyone who's continued to support us, continued to listen to us, chime in, give us your feedback. Um, for those of you who haven't, of course, follow us on all the social media crap. I'm not going to have to tell you. You already probably use them. So just follow us, the Weekly Geekly. Um, for those of you who still haven't known, um, we did start sponsoring some Twitch streamers, and it's not all official yet. We're still kind of working out the mechanics of things, but we do plan to launch here in a couple months. For now, um, go check out our wonderful streamers on Twitch. There's one, as we're speaking, probably streaming, um, Commander Smushy. But yeah. He's very nice. Yeah, really cool. Uh, CMDR Smushy on Twitch. Also, Mo the Bearcat Hello. and Venus underscore TTV. Uh, all of our players there, they you guys have a wide variety of games too. Yeah. Like from what I've seen. So um, hopefully one day we can get you guys murking each other <laughs> or maybe start up a little league or something. That would be cool. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, outside of uh, our own separate streams, mm-hmm. like being able to collaborate, yeah. work with each other, even if it's just like, Shooting the shit, having a couple beers while we're all streaming together. Yeah, it'd be great. I think know? I think people would love to watch that. This kind of just it kind of wraps everybody up in a nice little bow. Yeah, that'd be really know? fun. And and it helps. Uh, it you know indirectly it helps you know just grow the community. Mm-hmm. I mean here, you know, you know we don't really have we don't have a lot really going on in Nebraska. Yeah, actually we we have we have some stuff, but. Well, we're fortunate enough to have anything, but it's just we're not New York or L.A. or San Diego or any of those places, so it's never going to be that big. It's important for the people who are passionate about this stuff to try and build a community. Oh, yeah. Because no one's going to do it for us. Yeah, You know definitely. what I mean? You can't just wait, sit and wait back and wait for someone to make something. you got to do it yourself. So. Exactly. Hell, yeah. That's totally the attitude. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that's kind of our crazy brain vomit episode for the night. Um, th- thank you for listening. Of course, always check out our sponsors, Ink Poisoning, uh, Krypton Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. And thank you again to BPI Multimedia, our longest sponsor. I don't know what is wrong with this guy. He's been he's been sponsoring us for like two years. Probably the the craziest person I've ever met. He somehow has hope in us. <laughs> that's true. But he, uh, thank you for all the help, all the funding you've kind of given us, and the... Uh, booths i guess thank you so much and all the support you give us and the funny rants we gotta have brent back on soon he's like let's do another three hour cast oh yeah that's and I'm easy like, oh god man we're gonna nail this out like we, we get a, eddie a in the mix it's cup. like six hours <laughs> oh god we have let's to wear catheters we right? should do it i'm still i said it once i'll say it again we should do like a decathlon podcast like triathlon thing i don't know something weird whatever telethon i guess should yeah. we should we have like uh, Jamie as like our our like uh, MC for the night? Yeah, we'll give her a mic and a camera, and we'll just be like, Jamie, talk should us on. <laughs> Let's do a telethon that's over Skype for six hours. What are we doing fundraiser? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll just give it to a charity. We'll be like, hey, which charity wants money? <laughs> you know, like that's they not all hard. want exactly. Money. We'll just give it to like one of the shelters in, in Omaha. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. What yeah, a great cool. idea. Yeah. Six hour podcast. Yeah. Live. I feel like we could make that happen. I feel like I'm gonna go nuts. <laughs> Six well, that, hours constantly of talking and not stopping. That three hour cast though it went really, really yeah, fast. Yeah, that did go really fast. I felt like I mean not for Jamie, but Well it helped that there's more people in the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. You don't feel the pressure to constantly talk, I guess. Or like put out something or you know, ideas. And there was literally a 15-minute moment where I went and just, like, had a quick cigarette and 
Went to the bathroom. <laughs> I think we have, yeah. Like, made a snack. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie and Brent and I, we were just, we went at it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. And then, and then I came back in the room, and my mic was muted, and I was like, did they say anything about me, or, like, ask if I was gone? And she oh, goes, yeah, we did, actually. And she goes, I don't think so. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, they're lost in this rabbit hole of, like, things. Like, it was fun. Yeah, well, I mean, because we were like, well, what do you what do you think, Mikey? And Mikey didn't say anything, and then we just, like... Ah, he probably like he's probably he probably went to the bathroom. I think at one point it put something on the screen that was just like Mikey's in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That night was crazy. For those of you uh, who are interested in what we're talking about, go check out the stream that we did. That's a three hours of madness. It's our record cast. Record cast. Just kind of clip through it for some funny little (laughs) little clips. We started out reviewing Deadly Class, and we just like kind of had a weird idea to not stop podcasting for three and a half hours. Well, what happened was it just everyone started piling in the, in the bus. Yeah, like we'd have a, we had a, a live chat and then Eddie from Daydream got on and we're like, you know, you're talking so much on the live chat. Why don't you just join us? Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. And that's what I love about the community in Omaha is like everyone's so down to collaborate. Oh, yeah. I've never interacted with any podcast in town that's like, no, you know. I don't want to hurt my brand or my image. It's like, dude, screw you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hate when people are like that, and I've never encountered that here. So very thankful for all of you. Um, check out any other Omaha kind of pop culture. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really excited for things that are coming. Well, yeah, I mean, we have a lot going on. Yeah. Like, we have a lot coming Grand up. Con. Like, the next couple of months, it's yeah. going to be like a... Sh- it's going to be just a like a hype train. Woo! Like, mixed with, like... Like a, a like a ketamine run. Oh yeah, and without this the week ketamine. I do have the Rob Bruce interview, Ooh. so that'll be pretty fun. He's just working on his tech stuff. Uh, unfortunately, he's gonna have to do a phone interview, but you know, not a big deal, not a big deal. I can hook it up through my soundboard. I'm pretty sure. So boom, we'll do it. It'll be good. We'll do it to it. Rob Bruce from Comic Book Man coming back, keeping me updated on all his crazy finds. That dude is an insane collector. Follow him on Twitter, uh, Pop Culturism, and on Instagram if you want to see any like vintage old toys. He's got everything. So that's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, I think I'm about I'm about spent, Mo. That was a good solid hour. I feel like oh wow, it was an hour. Wasn't that was it? a good old hour right there. That was solid. Mm. Tasty. It was very tasty. <laughs> uh, follow Mo on on Twitch if you're into the gamings and the chattings. Uh, Mo the Bearcat, of course. As always, I'm Mikey Colsheen, taking you down the tunnel of self-discovery. And I'm that guy, Mo the Bearcat. Geeking out. Good night! That's right, I'm Mo the Meerkat. That's right. I'm Mo the Meerkat. That's right. The Meerkat. That's geek for 25% off your entire purchase of ink poisoning apparel. Sitting next to me on the opposite side of the geek round table is Mo the Meerkat.
That's geek for 25% off your entire purchase at Ink Poisoning Apparel.